It's Friday, November 20th. Welcome to The Peak Weekly. We're breaking down the most complex Canadian and global business stories and giving you the bullet points you need to stay informed. I'm your host, Brett Chang. This week, we've got a very special episode for you. We're going to do a deep dive into the tsunami of public offerings that hit us this week. But don't worry, we're going to make it fun. We're not finance nerds, we're news nerds, and all we care about is you. So we're going to break down these stories in the fun, entertaining, and informative tone that readers of our newsletters have come to love. At the peak, we're also lifelong learners, and we want to extend our passion for learning to you. So here's what you'll learn from today's pod. One, why are so many companies going public right now? Two, how has the sharing economy grown up, and why does it matter to you? And three, should you even invest in these companies? But before we get into it, as always, we want to give a huge shout out to one of our reviewers. This one goes to Soup with a bunch of O's. Soup says, no need to listen to The Daily anymore. This is up there among the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Give the host a raise. I love that. You hear that, Babaro? We're coming for you. And that raise, that raise is coming to me when the Peak Weekly wins that Pulitzer Prize and I finally get the multi-million dollar signing bonus for my memoir. Soup, you rock. Thanks for the review, and if you love the pod, consider leaving a review yourself. If it's funny, maybe you'll get featured. And on that note, let's start the show. Hey, quick question. Are you an investment banker? You're probably not, because if you were, you'd be too busy making money to be listening to this podcast. The markets have been booming since the Fed decided to flood the market with trillions of stimulus dollars, and companies are now getting in on the action. Three notable firms, Airbnb, DoorDash, and Affirm, filed their investment prospectus this week, so we thought we'd dedicate this podcast to doing a deeper dive into these companies to get you up to speed. First, let's walk you through why so many companies are going public right now. Well, first of all, they're really hard to time. If you're a company looking to go public, you want to get into the market when it's the frothiest. If you miss your time to IPO, you could leave billions of dollars on the table, so you want to strike while the iron is hot, and the iron is hot now. While the world is still suffering through COVID-19, government stimulus has got the markets booming, and news of a vaccine is giving investors reason to believe that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Now, the companies. Well, we'll start with the sharing economy darlings. What can we learn from the news that DoorDash and Airbnb are going public? First, the sharing economy is growing up. Following the lead of Uber and Lyft, their sharing economy cousins, the move to go public is a sign of maturity. But it also means more pressure on these companies to prove their business models. Public market investors aren't as motivated by hype as these companies have seen in the private markets, and they're going to have to prioritize profit over growth. Second, both of these companies have been significantly impacted both positively and negatively by the pandemic, and it'll be interesting to see how the markets price the upsides and downsides of COVID-19 into their valuations. Okay, so let's dig deeper into the companies. First, let's start with DoorDash. DoorDash, for those who don't know, is a popular food delivery app. They're available in Canada, but their biggest market is in the U.S. They're kind of like Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes. They're valuing themselves at $16 billion, and over the course of the pandemic, they saw massive growth. In fact, they saw a 226% increase in revenue versus the previous year. So what's the catch? Well, that's the dirty secret of DoorDash. They're still not profitable. Even in the midst of the pandemic, when their service was at the most popular it maybe ever will be, they've lost money on every order. And that's the bear case for DoorDash. DoorDash is betting that they'll be able to get to a scale where they can seamlessly pick up 10 or more orders and drop them off like a symphony of delivery. But food delivery is messy. There are slow couriers, late restaurants, and hard-to-find addresses. How many times have you seen a courier stuck outside a condo or apartment? Now, the bull case is that over time and with better tech, they'll solve this issue. Supporters of DoorDash would cite that delivery is extremely popular, especially during the pandemic when it's become basically an essential service and has huge growth potential. 
Our take is somewhere in between. It's clear that the existing delivery model doesn't work. It doesn't work for couriers who aren't getting paid enough, it doesn't work for restaurants who are being charged too high of fees, and it definitely doesn't work for DoorDash who's losing money on every order. And there's also a number of risks for this company that compounded makes it really tough to see where they're going. There's intense competition from Uber Eats and Just Eat, and there will likely be, under a Biden administration, a more critical eye on labor practices, which could force them to pay couriers even more than they do now. But people love delivery, that's true, and companies like Domino's have been doing delivery at scale and profitably for years now. So the question is, is there a better model? We think so, but investors will have to ask themselves whether DoorDash is the best position to discover that new model. Next up on our tour to IPO is Airbnb. Odds are you've stayed in one before, but since we haven't traveled much since like forever, we'll refresh your memory. Airbnb is a marketplace of homes that owners rent out to travelers or subletters. They're extremely popular. How popular? Last year they did over 187 million bookings. But you're probably thinking, surely they can't be doing that well this year. And you're absolutely right. The business was significantly disrupted by COVID-19. During one stretch, bookings were down by 80% versus the prior year. So what did CEO Brian Chesky do? Well, he took action. Chesky laid off thousands and refocused the business on travel rather than bets like experiences. He refunded customers millions in bookings, repaired relations with hosts, and took a cash lifeline of $1 billion from private equity firm Silver Lake. But it was worth it. As the coronavirus subsided in the summer, business picked back up, and the deep cuts allowed them to return to profitability even amidst a complete shutdown of international travel. And they're about to be rewarded for it. Airbnb is listing at a valuation of $30 billion. Though they have yet to return a complete year of profits, they've consistently been able to show profitable quarters, which is a huge deal. Compared to sharing economy peers like highly unprofitable Uber and DoorDash, Airbnb looks like a saint. But Airbnb is different than DoorDash in many ways. It's more of a tech business than DoorDash is. They provide a marketplace. Most of the real-world work is handled between the guest and the host. DoorDash has to be hyper-involved in every aspect of the business, from the restaurants to the couriers to the drop-off itself. However, it doesn't mean that Airbnb is without risk. Regulators are increasingly critical of Airbnb, arguing that home share units take up full-time rental housing off the market, driving monthly lease rates up in cities around the world. Safety is still a concern. Last year, there was a shooting at a house party being held in a licensed downtown Toronto Airbnb property. And the pandemic. They got through the first wave, but if the vaccine takes longer than expected and travel slows down again, can they find another lifeline? Generally, though, investors are pretty bullish on Airbnb and are treating it differently than their sharing economy counterparts, much in part because of their commitment to profitability, even as a private company. Finally, let's talk about Affirm. This is a company that's fairly new to Canada, but pretty hot right now, and one you probably should know about. Affirm is a payments platform that lets you pay for e-commerce items and installments. So do you want a Le Creuset pop but don't want to pony up the $500 up front? Affirm lets you pay $100 for five months, and you purchase the item in the same way you would check out if you were paying it all up front. You can do it all online and within the store's checkout. So the question you're probably wondering, and this is the question we had too, which is how do they make money? Well, like any other lender, they do it with a combination of interest and fees on missed payments. A firm has proven to be particularly popular for larger ticket items like Wayfair, Warby Parker, and of course Peloton. The company was also started by Max Levchin of the famous PayPal Mafia, the group of PayPal founders who went on to start massive companies. Members include Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. Uh, you know, really, lightning does strike twice for these guys. 
And what are they listing at? Commentators expect the company to list at between $5 to $10 billion, which is double what they were last valued at. Why the spike in valuation? Well, COVID-19, obviously. The explosion of online shopping due to the pandemic doubled the firm's revenue to more than $500 million in the most recent fiscal year. And the biggest driver of sales for a firm? If you guessed Peloton, give yourself a pat on the back. Peloton, the $2,500 at-home spin bike that moms love, led a firm sales and represented around 35% of a firm's total revenue. So what do we think? A firm is less tech and more finance. That's probably a good thing. They're making short-term loans digital, and if it's anything like the short-term loan market in the offline world, it's a huge and very profitable business. One concern flagged by a Peak member is that one company makes up a third of the company's total sales. But as consumers get more used to buying big-ticket items online, it's easy to see how a firm's platform can become more widely adopted and reduce their dependence on Peloton. One last thing that you should know about a firm's IPO is that Shopify is the third largest investor and they own 5% of a firm's shares, which means it'll be a huge day for Shopify when a firm goes public. And that means a big day for Canada as well, because when Shopify does well, Canada does well. At the end of every episode, we love to feature cool, new, innovative Canadian startups. And this week, we're featuring Green Apple Pay. Green Apple Pay acts as the keystone in fundraising efforts for organizations and their stakeholders, including charities and not-for-profits. They provide digital tools and functionality that make it easy to generate automated and recurring revenues produced through micro-donations and affinity commissions. If you love Green Apple Pay and love what they're doing for the charity and not-for-profit community, they are actually participating in our Read the Peak pitch competition. We're giving away $1,000 to Canada's most innovative startup. And so if you like this pitch, please go vote for them at readthepeak.com slash pitches. And that's all for this week's edition of The Peak Weekly. I know it was a lot of finance talk, so we hope you got your money's worth. If you like this podcast, please do subscribe wherever you listen and leave a review. For more of The Peak, you can get our free morning newsletter by subscribing at readthepeak.com. It's informative, woody, and it's everything you need to start your day. Have a great weekend.